to this is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio Rewind. Going to answer some of your listener questions today. Joining me on the line is Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Hey, Sherry. Hi, Doug. Thank you for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. Our first listener question comes from Kristen. We are sailing on Princess, and we need some advice getting to LAX from San Pedro. Yep. Well, Kristen, I think uh, there's really several ways to go from San Pedro to LAX. It's an 18-mile ride, so be sure and allow plenty of time before your air flight out of LAX probably the most seamless way, but it's going to be more expensive is to purchase your transfers through the cruise line. And it costs, I checked a few of them. It's about $30 per person. But the, the, the hiccup is that sometimes if they fill up the first bus and it leaves, um, you might have to sit on a second bus until they get more passengers on it. So it could take a little bit of time before you get to the airport, which again is why you should always allow plenty of time. But of course, uh, you can get a taxi, but the best alternative, and I know Doug will agree with me on this one, is to take Uber or Lyft. Mm -hmm. So for example, an Uber X will cost between about $28 to $34. And an Uber XL is about $45 to $54. And of course, the tip is additional. And um, two tricks to note, uh, use the rideshare app, and you could try to schedule a pickup time if you anticipate a smooth disembarkation process. Otherwise, what we always, and we've said this before, right? Walk a little bit away from the terminal and then reach into the app for Uber or Lyft because uh, sometimes if you're right at the terminal, it'll it'll flag you as um, no ride available. But if you walk maybe a hundred, hundred feet, couple hundred feet away from where everybody is standing, it will zero in on you and it will send a ride share to where you are. And also, if you're flying into LAX, keep in mind, now they have kind of a new system. It's about a year old at this point, but there is a separate Uber lot. So you have to make your way, either take a bus and get to the Uber lot, and then you queue up there or walk over to the Uber lot. Depending on what um, terminal you fly into is going to depend on how you get to that Uber lot. But they no longer pick up right there curbside at the airport. You have to go to this dispatch point to be taken from the airport to San Pedro or wherever you're going around Los Angeles. Yeah, if um, if you happen to be arriving into Los Angeles Union Station on Amtrak, it's similar to the airport now. They have moved the um, rideshare pickup area away from the front the very, very front door also. So you do have to walk a little bit, but not too much. And if you're catching one of the buses, you have to go out the side door at Union Station to pick up your bus to get to San Pedro or Long Beach. Next question comes from Ronald. Him and his wife are sailing on Carnival Panorama, and they want to know if an overnight on the Queen Mary in Long Beach is worth it. Oh, wow. Ronald, um, in my opinion, and again, Doug, I'm sure you would agree with me that an overnight aboard Queen Mary is definitely worth it, especially especially if you love old ships, if you like Art Deco, if you like maritime history, and of course, if you're into ghosts and things like that, things that go bump in the night, it's definitely worth staying over. Now, keep in mind, the rooms aren't five-star luxury, and there's a lot of wear and tear throughout the ship that it just can't be repaired because it's due to lack of funds. But if it was me, I, I wouldn't hesitate to spend an overnight there. Um, but right now, um, you know, for, at least for this year, check 
for availability to make sure they're even open and make sure that the tours might be running. I mean, you don't really need to always take a tour. You can sort of like skulk around and inspect the ship on your own. But, um, you know, I know some facilities are closed, so check it. But is it worth it? Absolutely. Yeah, if you're going to stay on the uh, on the ship, Ronald, make sure you do at least a couple of the tours. We did four tours. One, uh, Sherry, when you were with us, and then the next day yeah. we did three tours before we headed to the airport to fly out. And the tour is super cheap, especially if you're staying there. You get like $5 off or maybe it's like $10 a tour. But like an engine room, the first, second, and third class tour, the ghost tour. Is that the one we did, Sherry, the ghost tour? Yeah, we did the ghost tour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of cool stuff happening over there. A little bit pricey to eat, if I remember, on board the ship. But, I mean, it comes with the territory. You're in Los Angeles or Long Beach, close enough. So expect to pay a little bit uh, in food over there. All right, so next question comes from Mark. And, Sherry, this is a – hopefully you have an answer for this one because you used (laughs) to live there for years and years. Mark is looking for affordable hotels in Port Canaveral that aren't at the port. He said he has a rental car, and the port prices are just way too high. Yeah. Hi, Mark. Yeah. Unfortunately, prices around Port Canaveral have increased over the last few years. Um, used to be relatively inexpensive to stay there, go to Cape Canaveral, and the, it was really cheap. But since you have a car, okay, here's some suggestions. You know, look for, um, go online and look, check out what's in Cocoa Beach. There are some smaller hotels there. And if it's only for a night or two, it doesn't have to be you know, full service. There are a lot of motel type places. Um, and there's also a lot of cute bed and breakfast places throughout Brevard County. So check Melbourne, Melbourne beach, um, Titusville might even be something to think of. They're, um, coming around and they've got a playhouse. There's a lot of things to do in Titusville, which you wouldn't expect, but, uh, I don't think you'll find much under $99 a night anywhere at this point. But if you have some sort of a discount, you know, AAA or senior or military, or, you know, a hotel uh, loyalty club or something, you might be able to get a little bit underneath that price or at least some points towards the future um, overnight. But, yeah, it's kind of hard. I mean, there's parts of Melbourne. You can head towards downtown old Melbourne, and there's some hotels down there. There's the usual chains. Um, but it's not going to be cheap anymore. It's still cheaper than Miami or Fort Lauderdale by a long stretch. But, um, you know, figure probably about $100 a night unless you can um, find a deal somewhere. But uh, enjoy it and have fun and, and check out the area. There's a lot to do. Sherry, when you lived down there, did you ever go to Dixie Crossroads in Titusville? Oh, my God. It has been on my to-do list for 21 years, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I never got there. I don't know why I've been everywhere else, but you know, I couldn't find anyone that actually wanted to go there a second time. And I had been there a first time. You've been there, right? Yeah, we went there last uh, after the gambling ship last weekend in Port Canaveral. We went, uh, Richard and I went there and had a damn good, a great meal. Oh, really yes, good funny. meal and good oysters and everything there. Also, have you ever dined at Rusty's at the port? Many times. Yeah, really good there. <laughs> a little pricey. And also, Fish yep. Lips is always solid. Um, on the hotel front, Exit 215, so it's like the Titusville exit, 10 miles north of the Port Canaveral exit. There's a pretty affordable, it's like $89, a Ramada there. You have a Cracker yeah. Barrel at that exit, and you're a couple of miles away from Walmart if you need to pick up anything. Um, or yeah, I really wish you lived down there still, Sherry. I could, I could have a business here. I could rent my camper to cruisers. They could go to Jetty Park. They could um, <laughs> have a little package there, right? I could have you set it up for them, give you a little side fee, and uh, – Man, you, we need to get you back to Florida. 
I'm trying, you know, (laughs) right now I'm still stuck in, I'm stuck in Sitka. I've stranded up here until things clear up, but, uh, you know, I'm working on it. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, total side note here, not even cruise relevant, but the whole camper thing is a whole subculture of camping and all of this. And I'm really digging it. It's cool. You know, I, like I've told you before, I've only, I did it, what, like 15 years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. with an RV. And I had so much fun. I I cannot wait to figure out how I can get, get into that again, but I'm getting all my tips from you, so I'll figure it out. Last question here comes from Mike. I might butcher this, so bear with me. It says, hi, Doug and Sherry. I have a booked Polynesia cruise in April of 2021, which included airfare from the cruise line. First of all, it was much cheaper than I could book myself, and given COVID, finding flights might be tricky anyway. My traveling companions are much more skeptical because of the same-day flight, which I wouldn't do on my own typically. My thinking was that when the cruise line books your airfare, they're responsible for making sure you get to the ship. Is that true, or is it just an urban legend? (laughs) I like that expression, but yeah, so... um It sounds like you are expecting to land at your embarkation port on the same day as departure, which is what's making your friends nervous. But if you booked, um, if you booked it through the cruise line, um, it's almost a sure bet that the ship will try to wait until your arrival. And chances are there are others going on the same cruise that will be on your flight as well. So, you know, sometimes if you're the only if you or a, you know, or a couple are the only people on the plane that are going to that particular ship, I mean, they still know that you're on the flight, but there's, you know, if there are several people and if you're going to Polynesia somewhere there, um, chances are they will hold the plane. And if not, of course, they will fly you to the next port where you can embark. It's probably going to be all the way across the Pacific, but, um, you know, just make sure you have travel insurance Read the fine print on your air ticket contract as well as your cruise contract. And as always, what do we always say? Make sure you purchase travel insurance that will cover delayed or missed connections. I was going to say, if he's going out of Tahiti, he's probably sailing on a small cruise line like Paul Gagan or Windstar or maybe Regent or Oceana. So there's a good chance if they were late, they're going to hold the ship yeah. because not many people are flying to Tahiti for a cruise. No, and for that, for the price of the cruise and the ticket, um, they will, they'll go out of there. If it's a luxury or a small ship cruise line, they will go out of their way to make sure you make it to the ship in time for um, embarkation. I, I just realized I'm saying Tahiti. Is that the same thing as Polynesia or is that different? Uh, it's in French Polynesia. Okay, well, and so we'll go with that. It includes like Morea and, and yeah. those other islands. Yeah. Yeah, fun time there. I hope you enjoy that, Mike. And uh, thanks for the email. If you have any questions, you can always email yours to Doug at cruiseradio.net. Sherry, did you recently change your signature here on your email? It says Sherry Laskin, editor of cruisemaven.com. I've always had that. I just, I just realized that. Okay. Yeah, I usually bump it all the way down the bottom so no one, <laughs> so no one sees it. I do that. I, del- I delete my signature a lot because I think it feels pretentious unless I'm speaking with like, you know, people I've never spoken to before. Yeah. And yeah. especially if, it, if it's from my phone and, and it doesn't show, I forget. But most times I'll do the same thing or I'll take away a couple of lines. 
Um, especially if it's to people that I know, I'm not going to put that in there. Double pretentious when it says Sherry Laskin, editor, cruisemaven.com, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> That's even more stupid, right? <laughs> We've been talking with Sherry Laskin. I'll get Lask- you. I'll get you for that one. <laughs> We've been talking with Sherry Laskin from cruisemaven.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you on Thursday. We'll see about that. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> Have a good week. During these difficult times for the travel industry, Cruise Radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life. From the captains and crew to travel agents, tour operators, vendors, and port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you impact each and every day. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.